The Big Fight Weekend Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network of Shows is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds in every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and get a $500 risk-free sports bet by downloading the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com to start winning today. That's W-Y-N-N-Bet.com to get a $500 risk-free bet from us at Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We're also brought to you in part by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you in part by PicksWise. PicksWise is the number one home of free sports betting picks. Visit PicksWise.com to make your next bet better. We're also brought to you in part by Prediction Strike. Prediction Strike is the only performance-based sports stock market where you can buy and sell shares of professional athletes. Use the promo code SGP to receive a free athlete share with your first deposit of $20 or more. And we're also brought to you in part by the SGPN app. Just enter SGPN in the App Store or the Google Play Store to download it today. The countdown is on to fight time. This is Big Fight Weekend. Now, here is your host, TJ Reeves. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. We love coming in every week, but certain weeks it's bigger. Certain weeks there's more attention, and this would be one of those weeks as we say hello and welcome back to our little program that takes a look at the sweet science. It is Fury Wilder 3. It is Las Vegas, and we're ready to talk all about the WBC heavyweight title fight. Finally, could it be that we're going to have this thing on Saturday night after only a year of waiting for it? I am the somewhat capable, somewhat rested host. Somebody's got to keep me in the middle of the road. He is senior writer, bigfightweekend.com, Mr. Marquise Johns. Week sauce, how you been? DJ, we had our fingers crossed since July that this fight wouldn't get canceled. It worked, despite happening this weekend. As far as we know, from what we can tell, as we release the podcast on Friday and head towards the weekend, it looks like we are having Fury Wilder 3, the third go-around. No whammies. Uh, and again, yeah, no whammies on that. Uh, we've got guests joining us. In fact, T.C. Martin will be here straight ahead, the unelected mayor of Vegas. T.C. Martin show five days a week in Las Vegas. Who better to help? Uh, set the table for all of this than TC. He'll do that in a moment. Later on in the program, David Payne, the boxing writer, love his insight, his perspective from the UK in England. David will give you the breakdown on what he thinks will happen. Uh, spoiler alert, uh, David doesn't think it goes very long, by the way, uh, for this third fight between Fury and Wilder. Uh, so anyway, he'll be with us a little bit later on. we got plenty of fight picks to make. This is actually a really good undercard that we're going to talk about here in a few moments. Before we bring TC on, a reminder that wherever you found this podcast, however you found it, social media link, sportsgamblingpodcast.com, whatever the case is, make sure you are subscribed or following us. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Uh, follow us. Uh, subscribe, rate us, review us. It moves us up in the rankings. Again, we love that. We come your way in the preview mode. I will pledge to the audience, depending on what happens here, we may very well be back with a recap podcast after this is done. We've done that in the past. This is big enough. Heavyweights, 
et cetera. If you are following us, if you are subscribing on all those podcast outlets, you'll get the show automatically, whether it's Sunday afternoon, Sunday night, whatever, Monday morning, when we come back in with another one, you will have it here from Big Fight Weekend if you are subscribed. So we have all of that. Let's get to him, Marquise. Let's welcome in, fresh off the plane, fresh off of a win for the Las Vegas Aces. One of his many hats is play-by-play guy for the Las Vegas Aces in the WNBA is one T.C. Martin. He talks it all, whether it's football, whether it's baseball playoffs, whether it's WNBA playoffs, whether it's a Fury Wilder. He does it all. And T.C. Martin is back aboard on the Big Fight Weekend podcast. Uh, how are things, as uh, if I have to ask, because the Aces got to win, things are good as we head towards this busy weekend. Things are good. What a great week of sports. We we're talking about coming to week five of the NFL. We've got Major League Baseball playoffs, divisional series. We had uh, tremendous wild card games. And then uh, now we've got uh, the WNBA, play- WNBA playoffs, uh, game, one of the sem- uh, game one of the finals coming up. But first, we've got to take care of game five of the semifinals. And then, of course, it's fight week in Las Vegas, and it is Fury Wilder 3. Yes, busy times here in Las Vegas. No doubt about that. Uh, so the obvious one is the one that I frequently ask you whenever we come around to these or whoever's there on scene. As we are now building towards the weekend and releasing the podcast on Friday, how much buzz is there? I know there's not a lot of people from the U.K. that can travel that would typically be there. What has it been like midweek now, a little later in the week, uh, as momentum begins to pick up? Is it picking up, TC? Yeah, the hype is definitely there. Uh, The press conference yesterday was uh, definitely uh, highly attended. And, of course, with the fireworks that went on between Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury, basically the Gypsy King carrying the show like he always does. He's the king of press conferences. Uh, So that hyped up a lot of things, too. But, you know, when you look back at the history between these two, it's there and it's just too bad that, that we had the delays, uh, you know, not only just with the pandemic, but you had the situation with, you know, whether Wilder wanted to fight or not. The allegations that, you know, he tried to say that happened in, in Fury's corner and then, you know, not sure if Wilder even wanted to fight again. And we had all of this nonsense. Then we had, uh, you know, dates being changed and trying to find a venue. And this thing has been on again, off again for the better part of the last year. So finally, it is happening. And my fear was that this thing was going to lose momentum. And it definitely did. If it wasn't for Tyson Fury, this thing would be dead and forgotten. And you talk about the, the British fans not coming here. That is a huge, that's a huge deal here. And it's a, it's talked to Bob Aram, you know, two days ago. And Bob says that it's hurting this promotion big time. I mean, again, the reason why he didn't do these mega fights, you know, because you need the big gates you need that television revenue, but you need a live audience, you know, to to support uh, the dollars that uh, need to be paid here. But it's been a while since we've had a big fight here in Vegas, you know, because of the pandemic, because of, you know, PBC and top rank, not in just in this division, but the other divisions as well, too. So it's been a long time coming. Now, boom, we've got three major fights and the two powers to be are willing to work with each other. Top rank and Al Heyman doing their thing here, not on this fight, but also Terrence Crawford and Showtime Sean Porter as well. Then you uh, put uh, Caleb Plant and Canelo Alvarez in the mix as well. So three huge fights here in the boxing entertainment slash sports capital of the world. Actually, I want to pick one you left off on that, TC. Uh, this fight that was delayed, uh, me and TC have been talking about this for, for weeks about weeks about how 
does have that does have that same vibe to it. And to the fighters' defense, they've been trying to make this fight as interesting as possible. They, they've been pushing people around. Bob Aaron's throwing Mike Coppinger out of press conferences and all. So it's all they've been doing, doing, doing as much as possible. But just as a whole, TC, do you think uh, the, the delay really is that much of a factor of this, or just because they can't the, the Brits can't travel over because of the pandemic? Yeah, I think it's both. I think you know definitely this thing had momentum. I mean, you know, when you look at fight one to fight two, it had all kinds of mojo going. And then after fight two, we we looked at this fight and we said, wow, this is pure domination. And, you know, for a lot of us, we figured, okay, Deontay Wilder is a fraud. He just really hasn't, you know, been in with top-notch competition. And the way he was dominated, thoroughly dominated in that second fight, I myself didn't want to see a third fight, but, you know, we wanted uh, Tyson Fury to move on. I mean, Tyson Fury, you know, you can say what you want about, the, the British fans not coming. This is not Anthony Joshua. This isn't anybody else that has, has come before, you know, uh, you know, Tyson Fury from England. This guy has really become Americanized and not just Americanized. He's become a Las Vegan. I mean, he, he lives here part-time now. Uh, most of his, his recent fights have been here in uh, Las Vegas. So the American public, and especially people here in Las Vegas, they love this guy. And I've never seen anyone this attracted to a non-American fighter before. And if you go back to past British fighters, I mean, Lennox Lewis didn't really, you know, uh, hit, hit the button you know, with, with people here in Vegas and boxing fans in the United States, Frank Bruno, but, Frank Bruno yeah, exactly. wasn't going to convert yeah, the you know, list 27 goes on people on. in the U S <laughs> but right, with right. Tyson Fury, he always had the personality. He's got the redemption story and he keeps checking these boxes. And when he signed with Bob Aram, that was the best move in his entire career because Bob said, we're going to make you a Las Vegas. We're going to make the American public love you. And he's checked all those boxes. And then when he dominated, thoroughly dominated Deontay Wilder, people said, when can I get more of Tyson Fury? And then the icing on the cake is the press conferences, his personality, doing media. I mean, he's one of my favorite guests to have on just because he he's just so lovable. So Tyson Fury is the A-side here. Remember, you know, back in the day, we used to say, oh, Mike Tyson's the A-side. Certainly Canelo Alvarez is the A-side. Oscar De La Hoya is the A-side. Tyson Fury is the A-side, and there is no one even close to being a B, C, D, E-side at all. Everyone else is an F-side in comparison to Tyson Fury. So whoever Tyson Fury fights, and we've saw, we've seen this, getting with tomato cans before Deontay Wilder, in between fights with the Deontay Wilder, and uh, it still has sold. So kudos to Tyson Fury. So people are excited because Tyson Fury is getting in the ring, not so much who he's fighting. I'm not sure if TC Martin is on the Tyson Fury top rank payroll here or not with that promo. They couldn't have done better themselves on trying to. Tell hype me I'm this. wrong. Let me let me uh, let me reel you back. Marquise, in am I wrong? A little bit. No. Let me reel you back in a little bit here uh, on this. Uh, there's a couple of things. The first thing is that we just need to be clear. There was one guy who was looking to get out of the contractually signed third fight, and that was Tyson Fury. The reason this thing was delayed beyond last fall and last winter was that he was convinced he along with Aaron, we can leave, we can walk away or else we would have already had this fight long ago. They wasted time. They forced the arbitration. They lost the arbitration. That's all on him. That's all on them. By the way, the whole COVID-19 thing that nixed this fight in July, I know you're closer to it in Vegas. There are people all over boxing, 
all over the media, all over everywhere that still believe that was fishy at best, especially when he's going around to a car dealership and in the casinos without a mask on like five days after he's supposedly COVID-19 positive. So that that's dubious. The fight is further delayed because of him. Here's the bigger point. We have never been to this point, and I want both your opinions on this. We've never been to the point where Fury actually gets in the ring to defend the title. Why? Because the last time when he beat Vladimir Klitschko, he completely flipped out, freaked out, became a drug addict by his own admission, an alcoholic, ballooned to 300 pounds, and never made a title defense and relinquished all the belts. So this is unknown territory, is it not? Marquise, give me an opinion, then TC. We don't know what Tyson Fury to expect here because he's never been here before. We don't, DJ, but I just think just just listening to him just media week wise, he does at least seem focused, at least, which is the one thing you always want to hear from these fighters. At least they're at least at least smart enough to spew the cliches that, that we hear every so often that, you know, training camp has been great. You know, it's the greatest camp of my life. You know, the usual shenanigans that, you know, we get in, in media. So I'm, 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 as long as he's actually in the ring when the bell rings, DJ, that's, at, at this point, because it, it does feel like a contractual agreement. If you, if you really think about it with this fight, it gets it gets done. We can move on. That, that's what I'm looking forward to. All right, TC. Okay, a lot to unpack there. Uh, first and uh, foremost, the COVID thing was real. And I had talk, talked to you about that before because I knew people who I, you know, are in the camp uh, who I talked to. So, I mean, that was definitely a real thing. And here's the thing with, with Tyson Fury. Uh, you know, he's had uh, some personal issues. He has a new baby. The baby wasn't healthy. There were concerns the baby wasn't even going to make it. So he's had a lot on his personal plate. But beside all of that, you cannot go back and it's just disrespectful to talk about what happened to Tyson Fury three, four years ago, because if we were addicts, you would not want that to be brought up. This man was an addict. He had problems and he overcame and he deserves all of the credit and the respect for what he's done in his personal life and what he's accomplished in his professional life. So you got to throw the old Tyson Fury that he hasn't been there. That's nonsense. He has been there time and time again. He's the most active heavyweight that we have seen. And he's only can fight the guys that are willing to fight him. And this thing is not on Tyson Fury. It's on Deontay Wilder. Deontay Wilder went through, changed trainers, changed, you know, Shelly Finkel had to come back in and all this stuff and, and coax him to fight. Deontay Wilder did not want to fight. And Tyson Fury did not want to fight Deontay Wilder. I didn't want to see this fight. Neither one of you guys wanted to see this fight. Why? We have seen how many rounds between these two and Tyson Fury has won all but two rounds. This is non-competitive. So the reason why Tyson Fury was saying, let's get out of this because Deontay Wilder said, I don't want to fight. And Deontay Wilder changed his mind and says, oh, wait a minute, I'm contractually because he had no other ways to make money. He had no career left. And then more than likely, and we never know what's going to happen in heavyweight, especially I, I, I these guys. Again, it could be know. one and done here. So I, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to, I'm not going to buy what you're selling there. I don't know why. I'm he not was, selling nothing. I'm just telling it like it is. I, I'm saying to you, they I, had, I am they the one that's a, connected I love, I love here. Marquise and I'm telling is just, you, Marquise is just refereeing. I know for a fact, <laughs> I know for a fact, there's a $30 million guarantee for Deontay Wilder to fight the third fight. So it is impossible, not just unlikely, maybe I might disagree with you, it is impossible for me to believe that Deontay Wilder willingly said, I just don't want to fight him and I'm going to go try to make $30 million fighting somebody else. I don't, I don't believe that. I don't buy that from anybody. 
from well, top TJ, rank. He said that. Him. Why would what took him so long to get in the ring? He got I his believe, ass whooped. I he, believe he, his legacy was tarnished. He wants no part of that. Happened. I think two things happened. I think the first thing is he was injured at some point last summer. It's ambiguous on what it was and had surgery and was recovering from surgery. And that was the timeline. Maybe he was disillusioned, et cetera. But I think the people that are around him, especially with premier boxing champions, et cetera, prevailed upon him. Stick this out because you've got a $30 million contractually guaranteed fight against Tyson Fury whenever we can make the fight. And so I just I don't buy in that he never wanted to fight him and had to be. Well, he contemplated retirement. In his own words, he contemplated retirement. That says you don't want to fight. And when you get your ass handed to you the way he did. I mean, he had no desire to get back into Tyson Fury within, you know, first three, four, five, or six months. And that contract's always been there. And so Fury and Aram says, let's go find somebody else. They couldn't make the deal. They thought they had the deal with Anthony Joshua. And again, there's another fraud. So, I mean, the heavyweight division is is has been fraudulent for a long time. And so for people wanting to build this up, I mean, Deontay Wilder has been the weakest excuse for a champion. Who else can we even name that has defended 10 times against these boneheads for a guy who doesn't have any boxing fundamentals? Think about what we're talking about. And this isn't, this is truth. This is fact. Talking to legendary trainers like Teddy Atlas and Freddie Roach, they're telling you this guy has zero fundamentals, but it's because of the weak competition. No one else is there. And this guy is making money hand over fist. And hopefully Tyson Fury does put this guy away so we don't have to deal with him anymore. There's the voice of T.C. Martin bringing the heat. I love that about him. The unelected mayor, T.C. Martin show five days a week. In fact, as the podcast is releasing, we should make mention T.C. will be doing his Friday show from the Cosmopolitan. It's a football Friday. Yes, but it's also a big boxing Friday show. Two to four Pacific time. And one Marquise Johns is on the way, by the way, to Vegas. Alert the authorities. Alert TSA. (laughs) Alert Homeland Security. Everybody else. Marquise is on the way to help cover it for Big Fight Weekend. And there's a rumor you might even be on board on TC's show. uh, Absolutely. As well on Friday. Absolutely, TJ. Looking forward to being on with TC Friday to kick off the segment. Actually, with with quality football Friday and boxing talk. (laughs) And more importantly... Uh, just with this fight stuff, but no, but, but back to this fight though, TC. I want, I want to get your thoughts on this though. Uh, in the bizarre event, because I, I have a sense of, a, I have an idea who you're rooting for uh, pick wise here. Say the event that Wilder does pull off this upset, where do we stand? Well, first of all, are you asking me or are you asking TC? I'm asking TC actually. Yeah, TC, go ahead. Yeah, that's the great, that's the great thing. I mean, if, if Wilder can pull this off, then all of a sudden he becomes relevant again, if, if he can do it. But the only way he is going to do it is if Tyson Fury gets caught with the, the, the one-punch knockout like Ortiz you know, felt. But the problem is we've seen these guys enough in the ring with each other where he landed the biggest shot that, that we've ever seen from him, and Tyson Fury still got up. Now, yes, Deontay Wilder can win that fight, but that's the only way he's going to win the fight. But again, if he's going to try to box and Tyson Fury is going to pick up where he left off in the second fight, then we're going to be in for a snoozer or we're going to be in for an early night. But I think that's a beautiful thing. As far as a pick, guys, uh, I'm not wagering on this fight. I'm not wagering on this fight. And why is that? Because that's I think, interesting. Yeah, yeah, because I think it is very unpredictable. It's very, it's, you know, I could go back 
and look back at this and say, well, yeah, what, what was I thinking? I mean, I had Tyson Fury in the last fight, and I thought, Wait, okay, the first 15 it was perfect, minutes of the but, podcast, you've coronated Fury as the champion, and that this fight well, yeah. shouldn't even I be mean, happening. And, and as, but now as you're telling me you have doubts, but, you have doubts but, about how it yeah. would go be, because of the one punch ability that Wilder has, and the question marks that we've seen with Fury missing a lot of time in camp, going through the personal stuff at home too. You know, this is, you know, and Deontay Wilder's going to have to show me that he's a change guy. I don't like his new trainer. I don't like his corner at all. I don't like his team at all. So I'm expecting Fury to win the fight. Uh, but where the odds are and everything of that nature, I mean, you know, it, it, it could be a, a little bit risky. But yes, I think Tyson Fury wins the fight if, uh, again, because we've seen the same show, we've seen this channel before. And have we seen anything from Wilder to change the narrative? If we're coming back next week and we're talking about Deontay Wilder winning the fight, Marquis, it's going to be because of what? It's going to be because of what? He's not going to, he's not going to outbox him, right? He's not going to win on the scorecards. He's going to have to put him out to sleep. And that could happen. That seems to be the only way I think Wilder wins this fight also. Yeah. But I yeah. do think that it's one of those things. Just the unknown of this fight is what makes it so intriguing to me. And I really want to know that you're right. And that's why I'm saying I'm really, you know, this isn't one of those things like, Hey, Canelo Alvarez, boom, I'm on him. You know, and I'm, 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 yeah. I'm going to go to the bank. I don't care if I got to lay four or five, 600 with him. Cause I know what I'm getting with these two yeah. guys. And in this particular division, uh, you know, with the competition lack thereof that they faced it's, you know, again, it's 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 different than handicapping so let's, let's the welterweights or the middleweights. Let's share this: yeah. Fury minus two sixty-five. I think is what I'm seeing at, at the latest thing. If yeah. you want Deontay Wilder as the underdog, it's something like minus two hundred five, up two to plus one, plus two twenty-five. Uh, I'm sorry, yeah. plus yeah. two plus two twenty-five, something like that. I'm intrigued also, and we're going to talk more about this with Marquise later on here on the Big yeah. Fight Weekend podcast. I'm intrigued by the under over of seven and a half rounds. Uh, T.C. Barton to you. Do you believe whatever happens that it ends earlier or it ends later? Right. Not that you're necessarily going to make the play, but seven and a half is a very interesting number here on this. I have no idea how anybody with any confidence can come in here and say, hey, this is this thing is going to go under seven and a half. It's going to go over seven and a half because you have no idea. You really don't. If Tyson Fury is going to box and beat him down, you know, we could have a, a stoppage early. Uh, we know the pace is probably going to be slow, which favors the over. And then again, they both have that big one punch, you know, knockout ability. So to me, that is, you know, if I'm going to bet this fight, I'm going to bet Tyson Fury uh, because Tyson Fury could beat him in three or four, or, you know, he could win a decision, you know, something along the lines of, you know, you know 118, 111, something like that. So he likes the over, maybe. I don't like anything. I don't like. I don't like. I will not. I. You to me. How do you handicap the to, the the under over in this fight? How do you I handicap honestly, it? I honestly believe that it will be a feeling out process. I don't think there will be yeah. fireworks early on, Marquise. You and you and I are going to go at this a lot more. But I I think the play is more the over play than it is on one fighter or the other because there are so many unknowns but neither one of them been in the ring for a year and a half right i mean it's right. not traditionally just has not yeah. it's wilder has not fought in a year and a half either right traditionally i love overs in fights especially championship fights like you said you get the feeling out process and usually get guys you know for world championship fights that have odds of you know three dollars or less 
you know, they're, they're fairly evenly matched. So I tend to go, you know, with, with overs and, um, you know, but, but in this fight with heavyweights, the two guys we're dealing with, with the knockout ability, it's questionable. It's for me, it's, you know, it's hard to handicap. And if David Pine has some information or he's got a, he's got a beat or he's, he's got a thought, then, Hey, I'm willing to listen to that, but well, I just Dave, yeah, right. David's going to be yeah. on with us here in a few minutes. He can say, and uh, as a matter of faculty, I mean, it's seen, yeah. you know, and again, we don't know what, what, what kind David's, of shape are these guys uh, in too? They both have closed training camps. We don't know. Well, right. And we, and we won't know that till things get rolling here uh, with the weigh in, which will be later Friday at the time we're releasing the podcast. And then obviously the fight itself, what David's line of thinking is in the article he already put up, on his site, we repurposed it on Big Fight Weekend, is that Fury has him figured out and Fury will take a round maybe to feel it out. And, and, then, and then from round two on, he believes you will see the same Fury that you saw the last five, six rounds of fight number two. That's what his theory behind it is. And you'll hear more from him in a few moments by way of a tease. Before we let TC get out of here, Marquise Johns, I want this from both of you. On the undercard, Edgar Berlanga, big-time puncher, top rank, super middleweight, uh, up-and-coming contender, big-time knockout artist. We've got a heavyweight rematch, Robert Hellenius, Adam Konofsky, uh, two big heavyweights, fought a, fought a tremendous brawling fight a year and a half ago in March a year ago. What, what stands out on the undercard? Marquise, TC, a fight, a fighter that stands out on the undercard before we get to the big one? I, I think Berlinga makes a statement again, guys, and makes it another first-round TKO against this guy he's facing in uh, uh, Corsieris, who was in way too long against Billy Joe Saunders before he got stopped in the 11th round on that god-awful KSI versus Logan Paul card. All right, so you're interested in Berlanga. Also, F.A. Yeah. Ajagba, another big heavyweight as well in the top rank stable. TC is on the card. I mean, the, the heavyweights as the night goes on are the two yeah. big fights right before the main event. So I, I guess we're anxious to see what those guys can do because yeah, I like I like watching FA and I, I'm I'm curious you know for me it, it, it's that fight with FA yeah. that that has my attention definitely yeah and so again one of them could be in the picture down the road for the winner of this uh, Wilder Fury fight okay plug away again before you get out of here TC Martin on how and where we find you especially on Friday as this podcast is releasing Friday uh, and everything for the weekend all of your outlets social media go. All right, uh, five days a week, Monday through Friday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific. It's tcmartinshow.com. You can listen anywhere, USA, overseas. It does not matter. We've got a great guest. Uh, TJ Reeves joins us uh, every week or so. And, of course, we're going to have Marquise Johns, <laughs> as I like to call him, sweet sauce of the sweet yeah. science. All right? Yes. Not the weak yes. sauce, the sweet sauce of the sauce. sweet science. He will be with me live at the Cosmopolitan <laughs> Las Vegas on Friday. So make sure you tune in for that because we will start breaking this down. And we will also be playing some audio from the press conference, the fireworks that took place between Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder on Friday. So make sure that you listen at tcmartinshow.com. And uh, also uh, follow me on Twitter at tcmartin21. And, uh, you know, just look, look forward to uh, everybody checking us out, uh, you know, when you can. And it's always great being with both of you guys. Always great to have you, uh, Marquise. Uh, any final words here before you go see TC in person here besides uh, clear a path? <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. Don't clear a path and don't look to your 40s. No, just looking forward to Friday and looking forward to this fight weekend. I mean, everything leading up to this has been fun, even despite the fact that we should have had this two months ago. It should, it, it's it's, it's going to be a fun weekend. Let's hope that we do have a fun weekend and a fun night on Saturday night. TC Martin, much love for you, brother. Thank you for bringing the heat. I love this. 
Uh, I look forward to uh, everything, including after it is done. If we all can get back together, we'll try to make that work. TC is unbelievable, though, with the fight Saturday. Raiders game in Vegas Sunday. Potential game one for the Las Vegas Aces on Monday. We'll try to squeeze something in if we can on a Big Fight Weekend recap show if we have to. TC, be well, brother. Take care, guys. We will have much more on the way, including David Payne, the boxing writer, as we continue along previewing Fury Wilder 3. But first, we're brought to you by our friends at WinBet. Are you ready to win money and boost your odds? Well, WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. And we're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. You've got exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in on all the favorite teams, the players, the sports. We've got the NFL starting up soon. Uh, Major League Baseball is ongoing. You've got the golf. You've got the MMA. Uh, Pretty soon the NBA will be back. The NHL will be back. College football and more. Great promos, odds, and payouts from boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport we have what you need with WinBet. if you're ready to play sign up today get a special offer get a risk-free 500 bet from us at the sports gambling podcast network by just downloading and using our promo code sgpn download the WinBet app visit wynnbet.com that's wynnbet.com to find out more Right now, if you're ready to play, if you're ready to win, they're the premier sports betting experience. Download, bet, and win with WinBet. And we're brought to you in part by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. And the football season is ready to kick off, and PropSwap is here to make this your best season ever. Because with PropSwap, your bet doesn't have to win in order to make money. It just needs to improve. For example, Trey Lance of the 49ers opened up at 300-1 to to win the MVP this year, and he has already been bet down to 75-1 to after that preseason performance just last weekend. That means if you bet 100 bucks on Trey Lance back in May, you could sell that ticket on PropSwap right now for $400 hundred dollars a 300 percent return before the season ever begins think of prop swap like the stock market but for sports betting buy low sell high the average seller on prop swap makes over 500 dollars a month just by listing and selling tickets and when making your bets remember go for two Make two tickets on the same team. You can sell one for a profit and leave one for yourself for skin in the game. Again, your bet doesn't necessarily have to win. It just has to improve. Think of it like the stock market. Get started today at PropSwap.com. Download the PropSwap app. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. We're also brought to you in part by Prediction Strike. Prediction Strike is the only performance-based sports stock market where you can buy and sell shares of professional athletes. Use the promo code SGP to receive a free athlete share with your first deposit of $20 or more. And we're brought to you in part by PicksWise, the number one home of free sports betting picks, props, and parlays, helmed by a team of trend-watching, data-devouring sports fanatics, giving you the who, the how, and the why behind every prediction. For every game, every day, and every sport, all for free, visit PicksWise.com to make your next bet better. 
PixWise backs responsible gambling. If you or someone you know wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. But you've got the opportunity here with PixWise to get their favorite daily fantasy app. It's fast, it's fun, it's easy, and it all starts with prize picks. You pick two of the five players that day, decide if they'll go under or over their stat projection, and then you find out if you win. The more players you pick, the more that you can win. You can win up to 10 times your money with the prize picks, and that's the way to play. Use the promo code SGP. You'll get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Again, SGP is the promo code with PixWise for a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. It's PixWise promo code SGP. We're also brought to you in part by Keeps, as Keeps offers a simple, stress-free way to keep your hair, guys. If you're follically challenged like I am, listen up. A convenient virtual doctor consults with you, gets you medication, and they deliver it straight to your door every three months. You don't even have to leave your home. It's a low cost with treatment starting as low as $10 a month, and Keeps offers generic versions of their products. Discreet packaging, proven results. Keeps has more and more five-star reviews every day, every week than any of its competitors. The prevention of hair loss is the key. Treatment can take four to six months to see results, so you need to act right now. And if you're ready to act to prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash SGP. Get your first month of treatment for free with our offer. That's keeps at keeps.com slash SGP. Get your first month free with keeps, keeps.com slash SGP. And we're brought to you in part by Prediction Strike. Do you wish that you could have stock in a guy like Patrick Mahomes or Christian McCaffrey? Well, now Prediction Strike makes that a real possibility. Prediction Strike is the only performance-based stock market where you can buy and sell shares of professional athletes as if they were stocks. It's like Robin Hood and DraftKings had a baby. Prediction Strike lets fans create portfolios of their favorite athletes so that they can make more money and get even closer to the game. Don't just bet on your favorite players. Start investing in them. Download the Prediction Strike app right now in the Apple Store or the Google Play Store or sign up at PredictionStrike.com and create an account. Use the code SGP, then deposit funds and buy, sell, and hold all of your futures on your favorite players. Use that promo code SGP. Get a free athlete share with your first deposit of up to $20 or more. Again, take advantage through the promo code SGP with Prediction Strike. And we're brought to you in part by Prize Picks. Turn your picks into real cash with Prize Picks. Here's why it's going to be your favorite daily fantasy app. It's fast, it's easy, and it all starts with Prize Picks. Simply pick two to five players and decide will they go over or under their stat projection for that day. The more players you pick, the more you can win. In fact, you can win up to 10 times your money. Prize Picks is the only way to play. And use the promo code SGP to get a 100% instant deposit match bonus up to $100. That's the Prize Pick app, our promo code SGP. And we're brought to you in part by Mint Mobile. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by big wireless providers, if you've learned anything, is that there's always a catch. So when you hear that Mint Mobile is offering premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks, I know, you think, what's the catch? 
But when you find out more and look into their service, it all makes sense. That's because there isn't a catch. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is they're the first company to sell wireless service online only. That means they're cutting out the retail stores. There's no crazy overhead cost that they pass down to the customers in the form of mystery fees. No, Mint just passes on sweet savings directly to you. For people looking for extra savings, Mint Mobile offers a premium wireless for $15 a month. All plans come with unlimited talk and text plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan. Keep your same phone number along with all of your existing contacts. And if you're not 100% satisfied, Mint Mobile will cover you with their 7-day money-back guarantee. Switch to Mint Mobile. Get premium wireless service starting at just $15 a month. A new wireless plan, 15 bucks a month, and get the plan shipped to your door for free. Go to mintmobile.com slash sportsgp. That's mintmobile.com slash sportsgp. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash sportsgp. And a reminder, the SGPN app is right there live now in the App Store and the Google Play Store. This app gives you easy access to all of our picks, all of our podcasts, everything in the content from the SGPN family of shows and everything that's going on on the app. Don't forget, give us an app review. Download the SGPN app today in the App Store and the Google Play Store. Look for us. It's the SGPN app. We're back on Big Bite Weekend. Now, here's your host, DJ Reeves. As promised, been looking forward to getting the chance to talk with this man from England, the boxing writer, David Payne from boxingwriter.co.uk. Obviously, Fury Wilder about to happen in Las Vegas. We hope, we think, we believe. We're looking forward to asking him about that in a second. But first, I want to go back to the Alexander Usyk upset of Anthony Joshua a couple of weeks ago. David, welcome. I know you've been writing about the Usyk win. It kind of sets into motion what's going to happen next with Fury, Wilder, and the future. Uh, First of all, you got to give Usyk a lot of credit here and more questions about Anthony Joshua as well. How are you? I'm good, TJ. Thanks for having me on the show. Uh, Yeah, lots. Lots going on, uh, and the Usyk Joshua result, I think, um, just revitalizes this fight that we have in prospect this weekend a little because it reminds us all that uh, upsets, if Usyk beating Joshua is an upset, um, it certainly would have been going in for most people. Um, I think he was always seen as a very legitimate threat, possibly the best fighter that Anthony Joshua has fought since he fought Vladimir Klitschko. Um, and the upset, if, if that's what it was, uh, his defeat came to pass and uh, has shaken up the whole division a little. Walken is up to the potential for another upset this weekend and obviously firmly established Usyk as a, a very legitimate threat to whoever emerges from this fight victorious. It was a great performance by him, a very disappointing one from Joshua. Whether he could ever beat Usyk is a matter of some debate, uh, but certainly with the tactics he employed, I would suggest that it's very, very unlikely he would ever beat him. So uh, there's prospects for him to improve in a rematch, which I, for one, I'm delighted he's willing to take. Um, there are some who think it's foolhardy, but don't we want our heroes to be brave and believe that they can do better? Um, so I give him credit for that, and I'll look forward to that rematch occurring in the new year. But for now, of course, I'll turn to this one. 
Yeah, definitely deflating because there had been so much talk about an undisputed uh, title fight with Joshua and Fury. But once again, you didn't use the word I've used the word before exposed. I think Anthony Joshua has been exposed, uh, especially in this case. It's a blown up cruiserweight that outboxed him, outfought him, took his best punch uh, for the most part throughout the fight uh, and was able to get the win. So that muddles things on that side. Uh, and now we get to Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder three after over a year of trying to figure out when this fight can happen. David, we hope. We believe, fingers crossed, candle lit in the window, whatever other uh, metaphor that we want uh, here, that this fight is going to be happening Saturday night in Las Vegas. You've already written on your site about trilogies in heavyweight history, including the likes of Ali Frazier. That's probably the greatest one. Riddick Bowe, Evander Holyfield, more modern in a, in a trilogy. Here we go with the third fight of Fury and Wilder. In, in your mind, what, what are the two things that interest you, one or two things that interest you the most that you're looking forward to and looking for the most as this third fight takes place? I, I think with all, all Tyson Fury fights, um, I think there's always uh, some degree of the unknown. Um, he's been an erratic beast over however long his career has rumbled on now. Uh, as you know, I'm a huge fan. I have a lot of I've got to declare that at the at the door, so to speak. Um, I just think he's been an interesting character. He's had his criticisms, etc. But he just brings a different kind of personality and type of fighter to the heavyweight division that we we much longed for um, when we were struggling in the Klitschko years, drowning in boredom. Um, so he certainly mixed things up since 2015 when he got to this sort of level. Um, so. From him, it's just the unpredictability. The whole show, obviously we're all boxing purists, but we do like his show and he certainly brings the show um, before we get to the ring. And he's, he breaks off from the PR, PR kind of training and in, in, in his answers to some questions, which gets him in trouble. So I just find him interesting. I find Fight Week interesting. I find him fun to watch. Uh, not for everybody's cup of tea, I appreciate, but I certainly think in the last, in the last fight with uh, Wilder, he, he brought something new that opened people's eyes to, to another side of his uh, of his fighting style, fighting potential. And obviously, from the other the other side, the, the second point would be: Can Wilder do the seemingly impossible? Can he bring his one punch arsenal and actually break through uh, against someone bigger, stronger? Obviously, bringing with confidence that he's been destroyed for, by once possibly twice and now you look at it but can that equalizer be enough i mean that given the domination that fury has had across the two fights knockdowns notwithstanding and they're still part of the fight of course but if he could somehow level fury and win this fight to me that goes down as a huge huge upset in heavyweight history despite the despite the fact they're probably both ranked in the top five still in, in most people's um, in most people's ratings i think it will be an enormous upset and um, it will be see if you can pull it off. Again, the voice of David Payne with me for a few more moments. The boxing writer at boxing at the boxing writer on uh, social media, boxingwriter.co.uk. David has written a preview piece where he puts it out there that he believes Fury wins and wins quickly. I want to ask him more about that in a second. But you and I have gone back and forth on many times in basic agreement. I don't know how much at 35 years old Deontay Wilder can reinvent himself. He has been trying in the last few months of his training camp with a new trainer, Malik Scott, a former fighter that Wilder actually fought and knocked out in the first round years ago. 
How much can he reinvent Wilder with combinations, footwork, I don't know, body punching? That's, that's what I think is a great curiosity for this fight. Does he have anything new for that arsenal, as you put it, uh, here uh, for this fight? That's, that's one of the intrigues. Is, is he a different man, Wilder? We won't know till Saturday night, right? Absolutely. Uh, and I would venture to answer your question and say I think it's almost impossible for him to reconstruct himself. Um, I think if he had five years, ten years, uh, and started the process at 25, I'm not sure it would make much difference. Uh, he just doesn't have the grounding to give him the footwork. Uh, and you don't, I don't think he can learn that footwork. He may look, he may look a little bit more organized. He might, might be a little bit more competent in those areas. I don't anticipate Fury giving him a much chance to, um, to demonstrate it, to be honest. I think he's going to be all over him. Um, but we'll come to that shortly. Um, I give him credit for trying, for recognising that he needs to improve in those areas. But um, they talk about small margins, don't they, in elite sport, TJ? Uh, you know, 1% here, half a percent there. To my mind, Deontay Wilder is trying to make up 30, 40, 50% here in, the ter- in terms of getting to Fury's level technically, um, not to mention the physical disadvantages that he's at. So I just don't imagine that he can leap over that um canyon of ability. Um, I think it all comes down to can he land a shot on Fury before he's beaten up himself, which is essentially the same strategy that he's had in the Fury fights and, and it proved he, he proved to be able to hang in there and do it to Ortiz, um, but I just can't see him doing it to Fury. I think Fury's still young enough, he's also all that much bigger, clever, all that reach if he needs it, all that weight if he needs it, and um, I don't rule Wilder out. I'll never rule Wilder out while every climbs between the ropes. Uh, that's the nature of boxing at this level. Of, of, sorry, with the punches at this level. So, however, um, all common sense suggests that no, he can't bridge that gap in the four, five months, twelve months, whatever it's been since the last time. That no doubt that right hand is a big equalizer. One thing, uh, and then we'll we'll just about wrap on this. Isn't there a concern that Tyson Fury, by his own admission, may not have put all the work in, all the training? And he was saying earlier this week in Las Vegas that he's only really been training about three or four weeks hard for this fight. That raised some eyebrows, David, at least here in the United States and out in Las Vegas, that that maybe that's another factor on a, on a path to a wilder victory, that Fury didn't take the training as seriously. Um, and that maybe if this thing goes beyond seventh round, eighth round, ninth round, that might show up real quick. Okay. Um, it's a good point. And it's, we're all, as we seem to crop up in every conversation, we're all amateur psychologists when it comes to this stuff, aren't we, TJ? So um, let me rub my chin and consider and chew my pencil. It's, um, it's, it's entirely possible that Fury's not taking this as seriously. He was uh, in real good condition last time, obviously. Very, very um, mentally prepared, uh, ready to go, and had a, a strategy that he was going to go all over him, and he did, and it was uh, entirely successful. Um, the one thing I'll say to your point is if he's not as prepared, I'm not sure Wilder sets a pace that's going to expose that too quickly. Um, and then if Fury needs to take rests, he has to decide the way to do so, to push him around, to hold, to clinch not adverse at doing that. Um, and that, that kind of messy fight will probably suit Fury just as well, to be perfectly honest. Um, and I've seen Tyson Fury back in the day 
fight him when he's not prepared. And I once described him as the best fighter I've ever seen for someone who's clearly not trained an ounce or a week or a day. <laughs> uh, he just he does have some sort of reserve, natural, call it what you will, uh, where he's just able to fiddle and faff and roll and wrestle his way through fights. And you can see he's exhausted, you can see he's overweight, and somehow he gets results. Um, I seem to remember one of the Chisora fights, he wasn't in great condition, somehow kind of got through on his ability and size. And there's been one or two others back earlier in his career. Um, he's well-versed in digging deep when he had to, when he shouldn't really have needed to. I, again, it's a factor. Wilder looks in terrific condition, um, but ultimately it, he just doesn't have the technique, I don't think, to, to answer a riddle like Tyson Fury. All right, that's the voice of David Payne. He believes it will be a Fury win early. I don't agree with that. I think this thing is going late and Wilder may end up winning. We'll see. That's the great intrigue about heavyweights and what happens after this uh, as this trilogy fight takes place. David will be writing about it on his site, boxingwriter.co.uk. Promise me if we come back in for a recap podcast, we can grab you. Uh, we always love talking to you down the road as well for the insight on all things boxing, but in particular, uh, the UK. Let's see what happens in this trilogy. David Payne, thank you for the time here on the Big Fight Weekend podcast. We appreciate it. That's no problem, CJ. Thanks for having me as always. Enjoy the fight. There he goes. Love the insight of the boxing writer one more time. David Payne, always good to be with us. And as I call senior writer, bigfightweekend.com, Marquise Johns back in. Interesting uh, off of his comments, and I, I alluded to this back at the beginning of the podcast, that David believes it's going to be a short fight. He believes Fury's going to win. He believes something like four rounds or three rounds. So that kind of goes against what we were talking about back in the first segment, does it not? Let me put it to you like this. If it is going to be a short fight with Fury winning, what's the key? Why, why will that happen so quickly? If it happens that quickly, TJ, it's because it pretty much uh, Fury kept off Continue off what he did with the, in the last fight where he pretty much smothered him on the inside and pretty much used this 270-pound frame on Wilder, which is a lot smaller, and pretty much uses inside movement on him. That, that's, that's the only way that this fight ends that quick. You bring up a good point, and we'll, get, we'll circle back to some of the odds and the picks in a second, but you bring up a good point that in the second fight last February, referee Kenny Bayless allowed Fury to wrestle Deontay Wilder a lot inside, allowed, it, allowed him to put a headlock on him and lean on him at least a half dozen times and really did not warn it, only warned him once for doing it. So I'll be very curious if Russell Mora, the new ref, do not sneak, do not snicker, Marquise, do not, do not, no snide comments yet. If All Russell right. Mora, the new referee here that has been instituted for this Schedule 12 rounder, if he will allow some of that grappling, wrestling, holding, headlock stuff to go on if it does go on or will he be firmer in the or more firm in the hey you're not gonna you're not gonna headlock him you're not gonna lean on him we'll see if uh what 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 russell mora does or doesn't do with some of that in the fight so again there's the boxing writer's thoughts we'll come back to marquise and my uh thoughts and predictions on the card a couple of news items before we get out of here on the big fight weekend podcast uh the, not the least of which is no surprise that Triller, the outlet, ends up defaulting on the Teofimo Lopez-George Cambosis fight. Didn't make the fight happen. It was supposed to have happened this past Monday. They could not get Cambosis, the Australian, to agree to move the fight to October 16th. So the default has happened. They're keeping Triller's $1.2 million deposit, which they're not happy about. Good luck getting it back. 
Um, and now Matchroom Boxing says they will step up and promote the fight, hopefully before the end of this year, maybe as soon as late November is part of the talk, probably in December. All right, Marquise, now that that, that chapter has wrapped, final uh, comments on that, and now it looks like Eddie Hearn and Matchroom Boxing step in. It's going to be interesting, TJ, where Eddie Hearn uh, sets this fight up for this IBF mandatory. At the end of the day, TJ, this fight still stinks. And the one thing about this fight that I think is interesting that would match him is now that they now that they have this this fight in their lap, they got to put a a card underneath it. And B, the matchroom in the USA so far as a card in Fresno, California, and Manchester, New Hampshire. I don't think TFM Lopez is looking to go to a Dallas, Georgia, or Broken Arrow, Oklahoma for this fight card, which I think is where they're <laughs> going to situate this thing with matchroom because matchroom is going where they can get the most but money. But if, if you're matchroom, why would you not go right back to the Hulu theater if you could work out the date and figure it out? Uh, not necessarily for the big part of Madison Square Garden. I see the look on your face. You're not buying that, that Matchroom might go there. It's going to be somewhere else. I think it's going to be somewhere a lot cheaper and a lot less expensive. That, that was the one thing with Triller that they were doing with all of this. They were putting the money without having the money, clearly, in, or any foresight of all this. I mean, they had to give a deposit not only to the IBF, which they're trying to sue back for. That's, that's, that's hysterical in itself. But they also had to lose the, the, the rent deposit they put on the, 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 to hold the slot for that Hulu theater as well. So these guys are just throwing money away at this point. I wish they would throw money at us. But nonetheless, they're doing this nonsense. So I wonder with uh, – with Matchroom, who clearly doesn't have the finances, otherwise we would have had Mikey Garcia versus Regis Progress and not Sandor Martin, if you guys remember that name later on this month. Uh, so I don't, I don't see these guys doing anything different out of the ordinary. Again, they had to give, uh, Triller had to give the Garden a six-figure uh, deposit to reserve the arena. We'll see where Eddie Hearn wants to put it on. They've got the promotional rights. He made very clear late in the week, we want to promote Lopez Cambosis as the second highest bidder um all right so uh, we'll we'll find out where that one's going to be and there was one other announcement late in the week that piqued your interest and that is another pay-per-view and this time it involves Gervonta Davis being back in the ring what's uh what's going on there yeah, DJ, as part of the uh, WBA uh, belt liquidation sale uh, and, it, and these fake towels that they had created up, uh, Gervonta Davis is putting his, uh, is fighting at 135 again, mind you, uh, against Rolly Romero for whatever version of the WBA belt they have at that at that juncture. Uh, the, the one thing I thought was interesting, TJ, was they the, WB, the WBA and Davis has like 1,500 of these, of these fake belts. They made him give one back. The one he didn't give back wasn't the one that junior lightweight it was the one that uh, Junior Welterweight, which he beat Mario Barrios for. So he gave up the 140 belt, not the 126 belt, TJ. And we all know about the story of him not making weight for the last two years at 126, let alone 130. So I, I thought that was interesting. But after, and after can that, I interject? When did he yeah. when did he fight at 126 last? At least two fights ago, right? It was it was two fights ago against Santa Cruz where he had to get where he had to strip naked with with, with, with the beach towel. That was at was 126, or I thought they fought that fight. I thought at 130. And he You're was allowed right. to fight that at 130. So no, it's, it's been at least won, a couple of fights. It was at least three years. Yeah, he doesn't have any realistic. We don't have any realistic thought that he's going to fight anymore at 126, right? He's going to fight at 130 or 135. Yeah. The older you get, the bigger you get. And then this kid's not getting any smaller. So, I mean, he's called Tank Davis for a reason, guys. So I'm, I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm trying to figure what, what the deal with the schematics is with that to think. Do they think he can make 128 or is he just holding it hostage until after this fight with uh, Rolly Romero, Roland Romero, who, uh, Gets TJ uh, to, to Romero's credit, he's talked this fight into existence. I don't, 
It's, it's, it's a WBA mandatory nonsense at the end of the day, but realistically, they, they didn't really have anybody else for Davis anyway, so they're going to have they're going to fight Rolly Romero, which I thought was interesting. I mean, he has no shot leading into this, but he's got, he's got this fight on, 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 on the pay-per-view stage on, on, in L.A. on Sunday in December. All right, so that's coming up the first uh, weekend in December there for Javante Davis. Let's go back to what's happening in Las Vegas Saturday night. Uh, and the buildup, you've already made mention earlier in the podcast, you're intrigued by Edgar Berlanga on the undercard, FAA Jagba on the undercard as the heavyweight. Uh, Hellenius Konofsky, there's not going to be any mystery here. These two are probably going to pick right up where they let off uh, in March of 2020, right before the shutdown at the Barclays Center, which was an all-out fistic battle. Uh, won by Hellenius in the upset, handing Konofsky his first loss as a professional that that one very intriguing, very intriguing on uh, how quickly one or you know one or both of them is engaging and knocking the other down. Yeah, that TJ and also they had their the undercard press conference today, and uh, Hellenius came into this uh, and he was not trying to hear any of this talk about him being the underdog, TJ, because uh, Poncho threw that at him, and he kind of was just like, uh, "What are you talking about? I wanted to fight. I'm not the underdog here. He is." So I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what difference Konoski makes uh, defensively here because he got caught cleanly, and that fight was over once he got caught in that fourth round. So we'll see. What and happens. these and these guys have not fought same thing as Wilder and Fury in a year and a half. Either one yeah. of them, we have no idea what kind of shape uh, Hellenius is older. Obviously, first loss for Konofsky trying to get revenge. We don't know yeah. what kind of shape, ring rust, or whatever for these guys either because it's been that long. Not at all, TJ. And that's the one thing about these heavyweights and that even TC mentioned before when he was on where it's like we got we, 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 we were in for very short nights or very long nights. Which is, there's no in-between. Can I that. tell you, let's morph this into the prediction segment now just real yes. quick for our friends at Sports Gambling Podcast, sportsgamblingpodcast.com, the network of shows. Mm-hmm. TC was going on for like the first 80% of our conversation. Like Tyson Fury is going to get a bucket and mop Deontay Wilder, uh, mop the floor with him. And then no. we come to the prediction portion and he's like, well, Wilder could knock him out. I, I thought he had no <laughs> chance. I know I'm speaking of our, of our brethren there without him being here, but I, I thought I was going to hear foregone conclusion, fairly quick knockout, blah, 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 blah. And then he and then he made room for what everybody's expecting out of this fight that the one big shot Wilder has is the literal big shot with the right hand, right hand. and and to uh, and to land it or not. So if we get into fight prediction here, Wilder the underdog trying to regain his title. Fury, by the way, is the only fighter he has never knocked out yeah. in his entire professional career. He's knocked everybody else out, including he had one decision win over Berman Stavern, and he yeah. rematched Stavern the WBC belt and knocked him out in the first round. So he's knocked out everybody he's fought except for Fury, draw in the first fight, TKO, TKO loss in the second fight. Yeah. Um, okay, so the knockout possibility here. If you're looking at the knockout play for Fury are you, or for Wilder, are you buying into that, that he could get him out of there? I am it, it, honestly, TJ. If you're, if you're willing to bet any money on Wilder, it has to be by KO because that's the way he's willing to win. I mean, I, the last time I saw it, TJ, I think he was plus fourteen hundred on points. He's not going to win this fight on points. That's no one, no one in their right mind thinks that, right? I, I'd rather see true, realistically, TJ. I, I could see because only because I'm I have zero faith in Russell Mora. Uh, I could see this being a draw again. I really can't see that. That that, I know that, you that keep that's counting kind of, that, and I keep I, saying I, if they announce that, they have to put the gloves back on and fight a thirteen round if TJ, this thing is announced a, a draw 
you will see a lot of a lot of uh, thirteen dollar uh, empty Bud Light bottles being thrown at the <laughs> ring in the event that they announce if Jenny Lynn and Jenny announce, announces this fight's a draw again. But realistically, I think TJ, I think this fight honestly is going to be one of those boxing. I think we get the first fight again. I really do, only because the one factor that 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 I think is going to be different is Tyson Fury had COVID. Whether they want to admit it, whether they just met the paperwork, whatever the case may be, Top Rank says he had it. Keith Body had a, a story saying on Monday that hey, the state doesn't have any record of it. So it's like it's, it's he said, <laughs> she said. So it's like ah, at this point we don't care as long as they get in the fight, as long as they get this fight over with on Saturday night. So I'm thinking TJ, we may get a, a slower version of Fury, and we get a slower version of Fury that may set up that possibility for Wilder in that right hand if he sets it up. Wilder plus two seventy five to win by stoppage, KO, TKO, or DQ. Fury minus one ten to win by KO, TKO. Or DQ. So clearly they believe in Tyson Fury. Yeah. Uh, one more thing here that is uh, that is definitely part of this. Again, we're dealing with big unknowns. Keep saying this on the podcast. Neither one of these guys has fought since February of last year. Yeah. Uh, ring rust, etc. We don't know. We don't know on that part of it. Um, we mentioned Russell Mora there in the ring as the as the uh, the referee will he allow a lot of wrestling leaning by uh, Fury on Wilder. We got to wait to see that. I, I will say this. You go back and watch the first fight, and I've rewatched it again. I've seen it now four or five times. The fight obviously turns in the third round when Fury lands the blow that is glancing off the left shoulder of Wilder and off the side and back of his head. When that punch lands, that's a knockdown, and, and Wilder is immediately looking at Kenny Bayless and pointing to the back of his head like he hit me in the back of the head. Yeah. I believe from that point on, not making excuses, Wilder's not the same fighter because he didn't have his legs after that. When he's yeah. making all of these wild accusations about water bottle being spiked, costume being too heavy, I think he got conked. I think he got conked in the back of the head and didn't have his legs. So uh, that that's what the interesting part of this fight is, okay? is Is he fully recovered, Wilder, from that, if he doesn't get hit the same way like that early on in this fight, is it a different fight than what fight number two was in the third round once he did get conked in the back of the head? Uh, because from there on, Fury did clearly dominate. And Fury dominated much of the uh, the first fight. I would submit, I thought that Wilder won four of the rounds. Four, yeah. including two with knockdowns, including the dramatic 12th round. And so, therefore, if you're going by the 10-point system with a 10-8 round for knockdowns, I had the first fight 6-6 six, six on points, 8-4 yeah. on rounds, but 6-6 six, six on points. So, for whatever, for whatever it's worth. Clearly, Marquise, as I ramble on, clearly Fury has won the bulk of the rounds uh, of this fight. That's not in denial. That's not, that's not in dispute. Yeah. So... Just uh, all these things are food for thought here as, as this goes on. I just, I don't see it being a short night. I disagree with David Payne. I don't see it being a short night. One more time. Do you agree with me? It's going on the over. It's going on the over seven and a half rounds, or do you think it might end right before that? No, I think it's going over, TJ. I think the seven and a half is just that, that litmus test of the second fight where, that, where the fight ended in the seventh round. They just figured, hey, new trainer, new new things, new unknowns. We'll just make it a half round. And we'll just see if it, see who bites. No, I think I think this fight goes the distance, TJ. I, I just don't know what version of Fury we get in terms of boxing ability that, that can get him more than four rounds like the first fight. And That's let's pick back point. up on that. We were just talking with David Payne before you came on. At almost 36 years of age, how much can you really reinvent yourself on 
footwork, no, but on combinations, I think the biggest thing is the jab. Yeah. Can Malik Scott, has he gotten through to Wilder about how much more effective you're going to be with the jab? Because he was ineffective completely, especially from the third round on in fight two, of keeping Fury away from him with the jab. If we see early on in this fight the jab is effective, it's landing, et cetera, that's good news. At least, at least Malik Scott got that out of Deontay Wilder. If the jab is nothing more than the pawing left, the rangefinder left that he's not even really throwing – it's bad, a lazy jab. Yeah. bad sign if it's a lazy jab. Do you not agree? I agree, TJ. And the one thing with Wilder, if he hopefully Scott has shown him that he can go just, you know, either stick out the jab. That was the one thing in the first fight that he did a lot more of. And he's done a lot more of that. And also with other, other fights, like the, uh, the the Brazil one round that he destroyed him in, where at least he got the jab out there a couple of times before he destroyed him with that right hand that he's still recovering from apparently two years later. And what the one thing with Wilder I hope with this is I do hope we see something different. But as you mentioned, TJ, it's 36. This is going to be about his 47, 48 fight. It, you don't just all of a sudden do something completely different. We're not going to see a South Paul Wilder in the ring on Saturday night. It's, 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 it's what about body different. work? Because body work, again, is not artistic. It is just if you are close to him, you got to make an effort to try to go to the body some and that's been another big criticism of Wilder that he basically later in his career has abandoned that, abandoned even trying that to lower the opponent's guard, et cetera, et cetera. Body work a factor here before we get to Fury Wilder 3 Saturday night? Absolutely, TJ. As you know, the king of the liver shivers uh, is a big fan of the body shot KO here. <laughs> and I and the water is not one of those guys that attacks the body relentlessly or makes a focus of it. Hopefully that changes. But the one thing with that, TJ, that, that may negate that, though, is the fact that Fury's coming in bigger and has it's going to have more reach on him. That may be a problem for him in terms of finding range on it. But I do think, TJ, that he has to do something different than he did these first two fights. We agree on the over. Do we agree on an outcome here? What is your thought? Third fight, Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder, Marquise. What are you thinking? TJ, I, I, I wish Wilder would win this only because I know if he won this belt back, we'd have a more active champion and more importantly, an actual American champion, which is all about here, TJ. I, I don't, right. this, this Fury Wilder stuff, the, you know, Fury lives in Vegas. Get out of here. That guy's in the young, this family's in the UK with the kids. That's a UK kid. That's a UK guy. So right. I, I'm, all for, I'm all for Wilder in America and I want him to win, but I just don't see him outboxing Fury at all whatsoever, TJ. I just think we, we're, we're going to get the But you're still final. holding out draw. You're still holding out that the draw could be a real possibility. I really do think, uh, TJ, I, for some reason, I, I just think this is going to be a big I, – I call, I'm calling my shot now on this. I'm going to die in this hill where I, where I think this is a draw. I, I just think Russell Moore is going to get involved and do something stupid. Wow. He's going to cost somebody a point one way or another. It's going to affect this fight one way or another because Moore is just that kind of dope. So <laughs> I'm coming back in here. I have believed that Deontay Wilder is better than, uh, than what we saw in fight number two. It's been a year and a half. I'm not so sure that Tyson Fury's in great shape. I do believe from a lot of people every which direction, there were questions about his training and how hard he had been training in the summer when he mysteriously suddenly had COVID-19 and couldn't fight, blah, blah, blah. So yeah. uh, are we going to find out by round six, by round nine, that Wilder's able to wear him down and maybe beat him by decision, if not late round stoppage? I'm thinking the bronze bomber does this and wins and renders a Fury Joshua fight irrelevant uh, for anywhere down the road. And now we're going to get into the landscape of who does Deontay Wilder fight next? And is there possible undisputed with Alexander Usyk? I love, by the way, uh, Eddie Hearn being uh, given the microphone. I know he's got his matchroom show coming this weekend as well. And Eddie Hearn's going, well, uh, mate, there's not going to be any, any undisputed fight with uh, Alexander Usyk. He's got a contract, mate. He's got a contract with Joshua. Well, wait a minute. 
Uh, Deontay Wilder had a contract, contract with Tyson Fury, and that didn't seem to mean anything to you as you were trying to, to uh, make an undisputed fight happen with the other guys. Now your guy loses, and you want the rematch with Usyk. And if Wilder wins, there is no, what's our Rocky line? Ain't going to be no rematch. Ain't going to be no rematch. Don't want one. Don't want one. Uh, Ain't going to be no rematch. There's not a fourth fight in the offing contractually or otherwise. So if Wilder wins, that maybe sets up an undisputed with Usyk or we'll see what happens down the road. Going to find that out. Yeah, and and Eddie Hart knows that he knows this going into it. So he's just he has to play as much spin and damage control as possible because, as we all know, TJ, uh, unifications always uh, trump uh, just random bouts, you know. But then again, TJ, then again, this this is the part with Eddie Hearn when he does this because he talks out of both sides where he mentioned at one point during those all this this Fury versus Joshua Saudi Arabia nonsense. We don't need the belt. We need the belts. Bend the belts. I remember hearing that specifically. Bend the belts. Well, bend the belts. Put them in the trash. Right. Well, congratulations, Joshua. No belts. And if Fury loses on Saturday, <laughs> no belts. Make it happen, Hearn. There you go. <laughs> you can have your fight, and it can be for whatever. Yeah. Uh, on that note, speaking of for whatever, be safe getting to Las Vegas. You will be there. You will be in and around it. I expect full uh, feedback here on everything that goes on at the T-Mobile Arena Saturday afternoon, Saturday night. Again, you're going to be on with T.C. Martin. The, the podcast release is here. Uh, that will be at 5 Eastern, 2 Pacific time. You're due to be on with him on Friday. If you're hearing us before the Friday uh, airing of T.C. Martin Show, you can hear it on the archive, tcmartinshow.com. Of course, hear this podcast anytime through uh, the Sports Gambling Podcast Network of Shows or by subscribing, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Play us till your heart's content in the preview mode, et cetera, et cetera. One more time, we're ready for Fury Wilder 3, we think. Uh, let's see what happens in this one. It's uh, it's heavyweight boxing. Anything can happen. We keep saying this, Marquise. One punch can change it all. A cut could change it all. An injury can happen in this fight. Anything can happen once they get in there. Deontay Wilder has never lost before that Fury loss. He would love nothing better than to avenge it. Or does Tyson Fury basically retire him, right, Marquise? If he beats Wilder here, I don't know where Wilder goes from here. That's the intrigue of Saturday night, right? Yeah, TJ, and that's the one thing as well. Is like, where does Wilder go from here if he loses? I know he's supposed to make the Rocky movie at some point. I don't, I don't know if that's in the can or not already. But after that, who's left? I mean, he, does he does he hang around and fight uh, Andy Louise in his new back tattoo? I don't. I mean, we'll, 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 we'll see what happens, man. T- that that that's a sight to see, TJ. Dear Lord. But no, I'm looking forward to it all this weekend, TJ. By the way, BigFightWeekend.com. Keep up with the, with the website. We'll be keeping up with everything going on in here. We'll be at the weigh-in, which is not open to the public. So if you're in Vegas, sorry about that. Uh, uh, apparently, you know, Fury had this whole COVID thing. So a lot of these events weren't open to the public, TJ. That's why this whole fight feel, feels really weird because when people are used to the, the obnoxious and the sound effects of people in the background of these things, and that's not happening. So, but keep me keep up, up, up to date with Big Fight Week and I come. We'll keep, keep an eye on all of that. Keep an eye on all the undercard fights. This is a, a long fight card on Saturday that starts at noon. So if you're just flicking through and, and you, you don't want to watch that fifth tier, you know, ACC, you know, Georgia Tech versus uh, <laughs> versus whatever. Right. Pittsburgh, yeah, versus Pittsburgh or Syracuse uh, game. You can just flip up on the Fox. I think it's going to be on FS1 to start. It's going to flip over to ESPN2 later on. So it's an all-day event with that. Then, of course, the pay-per-view, you know, you get that wherever you get pay-per-views and all that fun stuff. But, no, it's going to be a fun night, TJ. going to be a long one. should be interesting. Ton of fun. Uh, let's see if this is uh, going to live up to it. We've waited for a year and a half for Fury Wilder 3. Good stuff, Marquise. Be safe getting to Vegas. We look forward to all the reporting back, including in the aftermath. 
of uh, of Fury Wilder 3 and whatever happens, all right? Absolutely, DJ. Thanks so much. And we thank also TC Martin back at the beginning of the show. TC Martin show five days a week in Vegas. TC Martin 21 on Twitter. David Payne, our colleague in England, the boxing writer at boxingwriter.co.uk. He's got Fury winning big and early. TC was like a politician down the middle. Marquise is going for the draw. I've got, uh, he believes it. I've got Wilder winning late, if not by decision. Let's see how it plays out. For now, we are done. Reminder, follow or subscribe us uh, to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. For now, we're good. Fury Wilder 3 Saturday night in Vegas. We'll come back in after it is done. Read the website as well, bigfightweekend.com. For Marquise Johns, I'm TJ Reeves. Enjoy the fights. Bye.